Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, November 5th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 23, 1-17 Now Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham rose from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner among you. Give me a burial site among you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you his grave for burying your dead. So Abraham rose and bowed to the people of the land, the sons of Heth. And he spoke with them, saying, If it is your wish for me to bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and approach Ephron the son of Zohar for me that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns, which is at the end of his field. For the full price let him give it to me in your presence for a burial site. Now Ephron was sitting among the sons of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the sons of Heth, even of all who went in at the gate of his city, saying, No, my lord, hear me. If I give you the field, I give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. And Abraham bowed before the people of the land. He spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people, 
of the land, saying, If you will only please listen to me, I will give the price of the field, accept it from me, that I may bury my dead there. Then Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver, what is that between me and you? So bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out for Ephron the silver, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, commercial standard. So Ephron's field, which was in Machpelah, which faced Mamre, the field and cave which was in it, and all the trees which were in the field, that were within all the confines of its border, were deeded over. Ezekiel 12, 1-14-11 Again a message came to me, Ezekiel, from the Lord. Son of man, you live among rebels who have eyes but refuse to see. They have ears but refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious people. So now, son of man, pretend you are being sent into exile. Pack the few items an exile could carry and leave your home to go somewhere else. Do this right in front of the people so they can see you, for perhaps they will pay attention to this even though they are such rebels. Bring your baggage outside during the day so they can watch you. Then in the evening, as they are watching, leave your house as captives do when they begin a long march to distant lands. Dig a hole through the wall while they are watching, and go out through it. As they watch, lift your pack to your shoulders and walk away into the night. Cover your face so you cannot see the land you are leaving, for I have made you a sign for the people of Israel. So I did as I was told. In broad daylight, I brought my pack outside, filled with the things I might carry into exile. Then in the evening... While the people looked on, I dug through the wall with my hands and went out into the night with my pack on my shoulder. The next morning this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these rebels, the people of Israel, have asked you what all this means. Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. These actions contain a message for King Zedekiah in Jerusalem and for all the people of Israel. Explain that your actions are a sign to show what will soon happen to them, for they will be driven into exile as captives. Even Zedekiah will leave Jerusalem at night through a hole in the wall, taking only what he can carry with him. He will cover his face, and his eyes will not see the land he is leaving. Then I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon, the land of the Babylonians, though he will never see it, and he will die there. I will scatter his servants and warriors to the four winds and send the sword after them. And when I scatter them among the nations, they will know that I am the Lord. But I will spare a few of them from death by war, famine, or disease, so they can confess all their detestable sins to their captors. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, tremble as you eat your food. Shake with fear as you drink your water. Tell the people, this is what the Sovereign Lord says concerning those living in Israel and Jerusalem. 
They will eat their food with trembling, and sip their water in despair, for their land will be stripped bare because of their violence. The cities will be destroyed, and the farmland made desolate. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Again a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, you've heard that proverb they quote in Israel. Time passes and prophecies come to nothing. Tell the people, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will put an end to this proverb and you will soon stop quoting it. Now give them this new proverb to replace the old one. The time has come for every prophecy to be fulfilled. There will be no more false visions and flattering predictions in Israel, for I am the Lord. If I say it, it will happen. There will be no more delays, you rebels of Israel. I will fulfill my threat of destruction in your own lifetime. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are saying he's talking about the distant future. His visions won't come true for a long, long time. Therefore tell them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, no more delay. I will now do everything I have threatened. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against the false prophets of Israel who are inventing their own prophecies. Say to them, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits the false prophets who are following their own imaginations and have seen nothing at all. O people of Israel, these prophets of yours are like jackals digging in the ruins. They have done nothing to repair the breaks in the walls around the nation. They have not helped it to stand firm in battle on the day of the Lord. Instead, they have told lies and made false predictions. They say, this message is from the Lord, even though the Lord never sent them. And yet, they expect him to fulfill their prophecies? Can your visions be anything but false if you claim, This message is from the Lord when I have not even spoken to you? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Because what you say is false, and your visions are a lie, I will stand against you, says the Sovereign Lord. I will raise my fist against all the prophets who see false visions and make lying predictions and they will be banished from the community of Israel. I will blot their names from Israel's record books, and they will never again set foot in their own land. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. This will happen because these evil prophets deceive my people by saying all is peaceful when there is no peace at all. It's as if the people have built a flimsy wall and these prophets are trying to reinforce it by covering it with whitewash. Tell these whitewashers that their wall will soon fall down. A heavy rainstorm will undermine it. Great hailstones and mighty winds will knock it down. And when the wall falls, the people will cry out, What happened to your whitewash? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will sweep away your whitewashed wall with a storm of indignation, with a great flood of anger, and with hailstones of fury. I will break down your wall right to its foundation, and when it falls, it will crush you. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. At last, my anger against the wall and those who covered it with whitewash 
will be satisfied. Then I will say to you, the wall and those who whitewashed it are both gone. They were lying prophets who claimed peace would come to Jerusalem when there was no peace. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now, Son of Man, speak out against the women who prophesy from their own imaginations. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits you women who are ensnaring the souls of my people, young and old alike? You tie magic charms on their wrists and furnish them with magic veils. Do you think you can trap others without bringing destruction on yourselves? You bring shame on me among my people for a few handfuls of barley or a piece of bread. By lying to my people who love to listen to lies, you kill those who should not die, and you promise life to those who should not live. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am against all your magic charms which you use to ensnare my people like birds. I will tear them from your arms, setting my people free like birds set free from a cage. I will tear off your magic veils and save my people from your grasp. They will no longer be your victims. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You have discouraged the righteous with your lies, but I didn't want them to be sad. And you have encouraged the wicked by promising them life, even though they continue in their sins. Because of all this, you will no longer talk of seeing visions that you never saw, nor will you make predictions. For I will rescue my people from your grasp. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Then some of the leaders of Israel visited me, and while they were sitting with me, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They have embraced things that will make them fall into sin. Why should I listen to their requests? Tell them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, The people of Israel have set up idols in their hearts and fallen into sin, and then they go to a prophet asking for a message. So I, the Lord, will give them the kind of answer their great idolatry deserves. I will do this to capture the minds and hearts of all my people who have turned from me to worship their detestable idols. Therefore, tell the people of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Repent and turn away from your idols and stop all your detestable sins. I, the Lord, will answer all those, both Israelites and foreigners, who reject me and set up idols in their hearts and so fall into sin and who then come to a prophet asking for my advice. I will turn against such people and make a terrible example of them, eliminating them from among my people. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. And if a prophet is deceived into giving a message, it is because I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet. I will lift my fist against such prophets and cut them off from the community of Israel. False prophets and those who seek their guidance will all be punished for their sins. In this way, the people of Israel will learn not to stray from me, polluting themselves with sin. They will be my people, and I will be their God. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Hebrews 7, 1-17 This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem, and also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him 
and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice, and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the Torah of Moses required that the priests, who are descendants of Levi, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham, and Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. The priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. So, if the priesthood of Levi on which the law, the Torah, was based, could have achieved the perfection that God intended, why did God need to establish a different priesthood with a priest in the order of Melchizedek instead of the order of Levi and Aaron? And if the priesthood is changed, the Torah, law, must also be changed to permit it. For the priest we are talking about belongs to a different tribe whose members have never served at the altar as priests. What I I mean is, our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, and Moses never mentioned priests coming from that tribe. This change has been made very clear since a different priest, who is like Melchizedek, has appeared. Yeshua became a priest not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 105, 37-45 The Lord brought his people out of Egypt, loaded with silver and gold, and not one among the tribes of Israel even stumbled. Egypt was glad when they were gone, for they feared them greatly. The Lord spread a cloud above them as a covering and gave them a great fire to light the darkness. They asked for meat, and he sent them quail. He satisfied their hunger with manna, bread from heaven. He split open a rock, and water gushed out to form a river through the dry wasteland. For he remembered his sacred promise to his servant Abraham. So he brought his people out of Egypt with joy, his chosen ones with rejoicing. 
He gave his people the lands of pagan nations, and they harvested crops that others had planted. All this happened so they would follow his decrees and obey his instructions. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 27.3 A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but the resentment caused by a fool is even heavier. Please enjoy this incredibly anointed worship song called Christ and Christ Crucified, sung by Clarice Gustafsson from the dwelling place at the Anaheim Worship Center. Your home. 
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.